Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Digna. Welcome to Relationships. We're a couple having a few. Welcome back. We're just sitting here on a nice Thursday evening. We are almost finished with our first complete semester back to school. So whoop, whoop. we got one week left. One week left. We got Only a, how many? What's 52 uh, times two? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't, even, I don't, weeks to I don't go. even want to know how many more weeks to go. But hey, you know, small steps. What is it? The journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Something so, like that. Yeah, one small I'm, step, one giant leap, one <laughs> giant step. If a frog had one wings, he wouldn't bump, bump his ass when he hopped. Yeah, all those things, yes. <laughs> 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 so we're sitting here, and we decided that we would talk about our little guy, Desmond. He is in bed right now, because this is really the best time to talk, or to talk about him is when he's not there. <laughs> so he is five years old now. And He's five and two thirds. Yes. So yeah, we did the math. It's two thirds, not a half. And he uh, he's our fun little guy. And the name Desmond is supposed to be a man of the world. So Desmond or like Mundo. So you know Earth. So he's a man of the world. I know there. I know there's another. I think definition it has there, some, but like it derives from an English last name or is an English last name or something like that but but we like it's not as interesting yeah we like <laughs> the idea of him being a man of the world because of that when he was really little we went to the the passport office and they did the picture and it was the cutest little passport picture you've ever seen in your life yeah if you've never seen a seven-month-old's passport picture I'll post it on the web. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cutest thing you'll ever see, his cute picture. So when he was... He like barely had any teethers. Yeah, didn't have, didn't have much in the way of teeth. And I guess with kids uh, that young, because they will look so different, you have to get a, a new passport for them. Every five years. Every five years. Which really is silly, because if you think about how much they change year to year, especially... Between zero and do you say want to get a, do you want to get old? a new one for him? No, no, I'm, I'm, but I'm not the government. The government could easily be like, nope, sorry, y'all gotta get a new one every it, year. It would take them that long to process the paperwork, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so we got him a passport at seven months, and then what was it about three months later mm-hmm. we went? Yeah, so about three months later we went on our first international trip with him, and we went down to. I think that was our first trip with him. Period. Well. Aside from the I would say, I mean, first flight to Yeah, he Florida. flew when he was a brand new baby. He yes. flew. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, he was brand new and she flew with him and I had to drive because we had dogs and I wasn't going to pay to do all that and we had to move the car and all that. So I got to, you got to fly from, what was that, St. Louis to Savannah? Yeah, I got to fly with a brand newborn as a harried new mother. <laughs> <laughs> I had the privilege of... You had the silence of a car. I had the privilege of two dogs, a car, and like a 14-hour drive. So, good times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we both... I don't think anyone got the long end of that particular stick. There was no long end. It was just two short ends. So, figure that out. And, yeah, so that was the very first trip. But then we went to Nicaragua. And while we were there, 
we flew from Fort Lauderdale or Miami, uh, I forget which. It was Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Yep, so two and a half hour drive, two hour drive, something like that. Yeah, like a two hour drive from here to to that airport. And then we flew directly into Managua from there. So it was a direct flight, which was nice. Yeah, at that point we were sitting at about five hours of travel. Yep. And well, then, more than that, because you have to get to the airport a couple hours before. Yeah, exactly. So then we, we get to, we fly, which I don't even know how many hour flight, two hour flight, maybe? I think it's two hours, yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty short flight. And then you get land in Managua, and it's very not the U.S. type airport. It's very, you know, it's, it's something you're not used to. Not only is it not the U.S. type airport, but it's also two hours away from where we were trying to be. So. Yes, so two hour car ride was another thing and really so we're looking at about nine hours at this point <laughs> so yeah he was a really good good little boy and then of he course, was really good we we got there and uh stayed at a resort uh, the surf ranch in uh san juan del sur yeah check them out they have surf ranch in san juan del sur and they have one opening up later this year in papoyo really cool place yes so uh, sorry, I'm, I'm a little parched again. I'm going to pause here and I'm going to have a sip of this beer that's been staring me in the face since uh, we first started here. So just yesterday I went down and I practiced some social distancing and all those things. And I recorded a video of uh, how to get your favorite beverages in this particular uh, this COVID time. So I went down to Paradolia Brewing in Sebastian and I actually did a podcast with them uh, for my other podcast, the Drinking and Driving podcast. And while I was there, we tried a a beer. It wasn't quite ready, my co-host and I, but we got to try it. It was not quite where it is today. So I'm really excited about this one. This one's called C54. And if you're from Central Florida, if you're from Brevard County area, uh, C54 is a canal south of Palm Bay, um, north of like Fellsmere and things like that. And people, I guess they used to jump off of the bridge there. And I don't know, but but the water is like muddy. And this is a brown ale. So that's why they were going for it. So it's a very, I mean, it looks like Coca-Cola. I mean, it's a pretty dark beer, but you can see some light through it. I'm actually kind of thirsty right now. For some reason, a Coca-Cola sounds delicious. I just want to like chug a bunch of soda. This will be our uh, soda stand-in. Quite nice. Mm, well done, Pete. Well done, Pete. Yeah, Pete Anderson, he's the brewmaster down there, and I will say this is a resounding success here, mm. so I Very love it. distinct brown ale. Yeah, brown ales, they used to be a, a popular style, but with a lot of these like IPAs and all this super-duper... Uh, hoppy? Hoppy, there you go. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, the super-duper hoppy things... You know, they the more traditional styles like this one have kind of gone off to the side. So I'm glad he brought this one in. And it's I think it's a great example. So well done again, Pete. And now that now that I've wet my whistle a little bit, we'll go back to Nicaragua. So we flew down there. Then we drove, which that's just a whole thing driving because they don't really have they didn't have like a sedan that we could put a baby seat in and all that kind of stuff. It was like a 
a Land Cruiser? I was say, I think it's a, lo- a Toyota Land Cruiser, but they set up benches in the back. You had like si- side-facing bench seats, so it which, wasn't... Which is super great when you're actually at the surf ranch and they're taking you to the beach or taking you into town and you got to fit in like surfboards and, I mean, not that we had surfboards, but Or things if you're like looking that. for rhinos in Africa, that's what, I, that's what I picture when you're sitting side right. seat like but, that. <laughs> but for two hours, that was roof stoof. And so, but we made it, and this little ten-year-old little guy, month, ten, oh yeah, mm. ten-month-old ten little guy, <laughs> he got he got his first taste of another country, and uh, oh my gosh, we have so many cute pictures of him just just being cute, just on hang- the beach at the restaurant, uh, and we were there. Like, for, I forgot we were there for Fourth of July, yes, which really doesn't you know mean anything to uh, Nicaragua per se. But there, there are a lot of expats there. So there was even a small fireworks mm-hmm. display. And it was at a brewery. Yeah, and we, yeah, we were at a brewery and we saw that. So, or a cerveceria. Yeah, if you guys ever want to do an interview, we know you're listening. Absolutely, get, get, definitely. Get with listening. Joe for a drinking and driving interview. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get that one done in the future. So yeah, we, we did that. And then, a, so that was at 10 months. And then he got to travel again, and this was the the big one. Yeah, I, I think we did. Did we do a trip to Denver in between there? I want to say he was. We two? did. We did do a trip to Denver. Not not. It's not an international flight, but it is still a flight. And I think it was. What was it like? November, early November, I think. Yeah. Like just after Halloween, and it hadn't snowed or anything, but. Uh, oh no! It was late November, early December, because we specifically went looking for snow. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So. So we actually had to go all the way up in the mountains to find a little bit of dusting of snow. So it was, and it was barely snow. And if you want to see a baby who thinks he likes snow and then absolutely doesn't like to be cold, I'll find that picture too and post it. That's a priceless, priceless picture of a he miserable was so little baby. Mad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, after the Denver one, then we did make a an international trip, and this one was. A doozy. The Trans-Pacific flight. And and he was very, he was as good as you could possibly be. He was better than me. <laughs> I mean, well, he was better than me. I mean, I, I had like some sort of sinus yeah. stuff going on and it caused, it, it felt like my, my eardrum was being stabbed by a, an ice pick. So I was in pain for one of the legs of the flight and it just, it was feeling bad. But we were in the, in the process of potty training. So he was near three years old or right mm-hmm. around the three years old. And we were in the process of potty training. We hadn't changed a poopy diaper in forever, you know. And uh, so that was that was a blessing because I didn't want to be on a plane and changing poopy diapers, you know. Because we went to Singapore. And what was that? It's yeah, we went o- to Singapore. It's over in, 24 hours, right? Uh, I think it was right at. I want to say it was like 23 and change. But that was just airport time. So that wasn't, you know, getting to the Orlando airport three hours early, getting to the Orlando airport, which is an hour, you know, oh, yeah. so by that by itself, that's four hours. And then, you know, on the way back, basically having to do the same thing in reverse. So, yeah, it was it was 23, I believe, hours of just travel in airports. And then the way the way we left was actually kind of cool. So we left from Orlando and then we flew to like DC or some somewhere. Yeah, D- yeah DC was our first step. Yeah, I don't Strong. remember the specific Strong. step. Stop. Stop. <laughs> layover. <laughs> when in doubt, bam. Use a different word. Layover. So that was our layover, and from there we flew north, and north, and north. 
So we actually flew like up in the Arctic Circle. No, Antarctic. No, Arctic Circle. <laughs> I always do over that. the North Pole. Yeah. When in doubt, use yeah. a different term. <laughs> waved it, waved at Santa Claus, and you fly north till you can't go north anymore, and then you start heading south. So we yes, had it was very cool. You could actually see like ice packs, and it was uh, by cool. I don't mean literally. It was cool. Like obviously it was cold, but it was it was amazing to see. It was kind of scary. Well, the map said that it was ocean. And all you could see was ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's we, called Ichen. Yes, so we, that was that was the the ice cap. And when we flew north, 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 and then we started heading south because that's the only way you can go. It was over Russia, Mother Russia. <laughs> and so Russia, not a small place. So we were flying over Russia. <laughs> Neither for, Russia nor China. For small yeah, places. for many hours, and finally we had our final layover. In China, and was that Beijing? Uh, it was Beijing, and you say final layover, but that leg was from DC. It was thirteen hours, yeah. and then we still had seven hours to go. Well, and then let's not. The thing that really got me was, you know, once again we have a at this time like three year old kid, mm-hmm. which he did not poop at all on the plane, so that was amazing. Um, we we I, I kept bringing him to the bathroom to go pee and all that stuff. Like every time one of us had to go pee. We'd, we'd, so she had to go, we'd take her, you know, she'd take him. If I had to go, I'd take him. So we were really making sure, so we didn't even have a pee accident or anything. So that that trip right there, just being on the plane, that's what finalized the potty training, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty much well potty trained yeah. after that. Even and in Singapore, I don't think we had to deal with anything. It was amazing. The absolute, the absolute worst part of flying with a small child for that long is the same problem that I have. I can't sleep on planes. I've never actually tried taking anything to see if it would help me sleep. Um, but just on my own, I can't sleep. I can't get comfortable. I'm too hot or too cold. My neck has a crick or my legs are numb or my hands have gone tingly or something stupid. And jet lag. And too. yeah, and just, well, you, I get jet lag because I can't sleep. Even if I tried to sleep at, you know, the appropriate times, you know, to keep right. your whatever rhythm's going, but I couldn't sleep and neither could he. He could not get comfortable. He would put his head in my lap, put his feet in Joe's lap or sit in my lap and I would try to hold him or there was honestly, I don't know why I never put him on the floor. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I don't know why I never thought about that. I just thought about that. I should have just put him on the floor, you know, like on some blankets, laid him at least flat and then I could have just put my feet up on his chair or something like that. So him not me not being able to sleep means my eyes are red and I'm going a little bit like mentally incapacitated and numb where he can't sleep and he is just sobbing uh, and he, sobbing. Poor little guy was and bawling. He was miserable, but he and like I said he, he was so tired that you know you're walking up and down the aisle with him holding him he would fall asleep on your shoulder crying and then suddenly wake up crying and you just couldn't get him to settle. And that was, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. But you know, he, he did as good as could possibly be. Yeah. No, that wasn't his fault. Guy. It was just, that was just a hard moment. That, that was just the situation. So we, so we flew there and like I said, went to Beijing and then from Beijing, that was the the layover was like just over an hour. It was like ridiculously short. It was ridiculously short, but also we had to 
Did we have to go back through security? We had to go through like their version of TSA. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get our bags or anything, so it's not like we left and had to go through customs or anything like that. But we had to, yeah, like you said, go through their version of TSA. It was very strange. Yeah. So so that was. So it was like going through security. You've got to empty your bags. You've got to take your shoes off. You apparently can't have any snacks. Well, you can have them. The coins, but was we the had big to. One. Oh yeah, we had to take out every snack that we had for Des. Like I understand that in the states you've got to take out liquid based everything, but this was like take out all food. And then yeah, they kept scanning our bags, and we didn't know what the problem was. Although meanwhile ha- the, the time's ticking, ticking yeah the time's ticking, ticking. it's a, it was a really cramped dark space, but I was having flashbacks to going through security for that same trip in Orlando when we left because somebody left a shell casing in his <laughs> carry on. Um, no, yeah, it was my carry on. Oh yeah, it definitely was. But, I remember. So there was yeah there was an old there was a spent nine mil casing. So they just took the nine mil casing in Orlando. That right. Was fine. So but here's the that was fine because we were still in America and we were still accessible to home if worse came to worse here we are now in china and his bag keeps getting scanned and i'm thinking oh holy hell they did not find all the casings we are going to chinese prison turns out they don't like coins our coins looked suspect in the x-ray yeah x-ray they come up as like these dense unreadable spots because they're chunks of metal so i guess they don't have coins uh, apparently not. So we had to dig all the loose change that was. Like, no, we had to take everything out of his carry-on. Everything, which. Well, I mean, I mean what well, we had to find all yes. of these coins, and then ran it without. Yes. And I had to show them in my hand. Meanwhile, time is still ticking. <laughs> so we somehow made it, and once we finally got through their version of TSA, we were sitting there, and finally got on the plane, and that was that was a huge relief. But then that was the leg that my ear ache was happening and I, the whole, almost the whole trip from, and which was like seven, it was a seven hour flight. Yeah. Seven hours from China to Singapore. So that almost entire flight, my, I felt like I was being stabbed in my ear with an ice pick. So there was no relief because yeah, the first leg from DC to China was Joe could sleep, but wasn't able to, because Des wasn't able to sleep. And so nobody got any rest. And then the leg, from China to Singapore, Des passed the hell out. He was so exhausted that he slept, I think, six and a half of the seven hours, which did not bode well for us later. But yeah, so he he finally fell asleep. I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little rest. And then Joe was like, not near tears or anything, but we'll call it near tears, just in pain for was, seven full I was hours. I to say the least. <laughs> oh, kind of whining about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just hoping, I was honestly hoping that something would happen, like pop, just so that the pain would like. <laughs> he would have been happy with blood dripping down his ears. I, I, and I just, felt ex- better. I expected that it was going to happen. Like I just expected something to happen, but it never did. So yeah, just that pain. I guess what, what we're really saying is traveling is great. <laughs> Life you, is about the journey, not the destination. Well, the destination was actually better than the journey <laughs> in this particular case. But I will say that's a very ambitious flight for a small child. And even without the child, it's an ambitious flight. But the small child, that definitely amplifies it. I, if, if, it, if I had it all to do over again, I mean, we did it and all that stuff. But if we had a choice of where we were going, I would go north or south not so much east (laughs) 
See, and I'm foolish enough, foolhardy or whatever, that you know how some the whole like, oh, moms forget the pain of like childbirth and all that, and that's why there's you know, multiple kids and families and all that and mm-hmm. why women go through it more than once sometimes. Um I kind of feel the same way with the travel. Like I know it was bad. I I can feel in my soul that there were moments that I wanted to walk out of the emergency exit <laughs> over the <laughs> at, North at, Pole. At thirty five thousand feet. <laughs> and just say that nope, this is a bad idea. Forget it. I'm done. However, I feel like we like we made it and it worked and he was a good boy and we survived that now I'm like I could go anywhere. I mean Singapore could possibly be the furthest we could have gone from here. Like yeah. I mean once you've traveled 24 hours. I mean mind you I know that there are variations of flights where you know you've got a super long layover or something like that and your whole journey could take 48 hours but we took the shortest route there. We had minimal layovers, longest legs of flights, and it was still 24 fucking hours. So at this point, I'm like, anywhere else is just closer. I'm looking at a map right now, and once I'm thinking... Go, once you go as far as you can go, you really can't go any further, so... Yeah, every, every single trip would be shorter, so it would be that much easier. Plus, he's older now, and... Uh, some days I think that that would work in our favor. Some days I think that that would not work I, out I, so well. I think for a, a flight like that, I think it would be perfect. But you know, I mean, we'll, we'll probably... I don't know. There would be a lot of like, but mom, but dad, oh, are we there yet? Which he, there was That's, none of that when he that was That is three. not, he's not even like that. His voice is way cuter. You're right. <laughs> he doesn't know. Now, Obi, um, actually, um, are we there yet? Um... Uh, it's has been has been three hours yet. Um, is um is what? Where's who are we gonna see again? I for, I forgot. Where are we going? Um, I'm hungry. Um, I have to poop. Can I have um, a snack? Can can I can I watch TV? And honestly, he probably would. You know what? We just put we just put he would, TV in front of it. Would be, be yeah. No, I just thought thought about that. It would be the best trip ever because he's so addicted to TV that he probably could watch 24 straight hours. And then get to his destination and go straight to sleep. So he wouldn't have had jet lag had we gone now. Right. He would have stayed awake the whole time. Yes, because we got there at night. We got there at like 10 o'clock at night. And he had just slept for six and a half hours. And then he wouldn't sleep. (laughs) Then he wouldn't sleep for so many hours. It was the middle of the night when he finally went to sleep. And then he wouldn't wake up. (laughs) It was a good time. It was a really good time. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely do that. Yeah, so we'll we'll stick to maybe Europe as far away as we would go because then you, the time you're like six hours off, you're not thirteen or twelve hours difference. It's just it's I think it's much more manageable. So those are the only uh, international flights we've we've been on or international trips we've been on with him. Yeah, those are the internationals. Um, after that, I believe the next year we did Denver again. Um, and then did we do Denver again and then St. Louis or was it just Denver one more time? I'm not sure. They start to run together, but yeah, a few times to Denver, St. Louis. And then we went most, yeah, most recently to St. Louis, which was super fun to take him because that's where he was born. Uh, we went for our friends, Vanessa and Tyler's wedding. Hi, Vanessa and Tyler. 
And um, he was stoked to go because, you know, he was born there. He had never been back. It had been five, actually, yeah, almost exactly five years. Probably like five years and a couple of weeks since he'd been there. Um, so this place, this mythical place that he'd heard about for five years, he now was... The land of his birth. He now was going and he was just super excited. And it was thankfully a short trip relative to any others in his life. And... Um, <clears throat> It was just a constant, like, lookout for the arch. And when he finally saw the arch, I, you know what? We've flown into St. Louis, in and out of St. Louis, a good amount of times, you know, when we live there. And I've seen the arch in different kinds of approaches. And this was possibly the best approach I've ever seen into the city. And I was so glad because yeah, he got to see we it. We flew, like, right over the arch. Yeah, literally right over the arch, it's right like, over boom, the river. boom, there's the arch. Um, and we could see Forest Park and, yeah. like, all these places that we recognized. Yeah, it was really it was, cool. Was I got an awesome. awesome picture of the arch from the flight. I think I texted it to my mom and to Vanessa and Tyler from the plane because we still had Wi-Fi and all that. It was it was a cool experience. And he, he loved it. He still, I mean, hasn't even been a year since we've been. And he has already mentioned quite a few times next time we go to St. Louis, when's the next time we're going to go to St. Louis. So I think he had a good time. Good times. Indeed. Once again, it's that time. Pod decks, pod <laughs> They're not paying him by the way. He just does that for fun. I do that for fun. All right. If you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? I'm so bad at these. I remember uh, teaching, I mean, many, 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 many years ago. I taught Sunday school. So I guess I could probably dust that off. Um, Let's see. We're doing homeschooling with Desmond, so. Counting? (laughs) I I say rudimentary math, (laughs) money math. He's getting really good at the counting of change. So something I did last summer, at the end of last summer, Des and I and my grandmother did last summer, um, was we grew this really big, big mammoth uh, sunflower in her front yard. And one thing we got to do was take it down, cut it down, dry it, um, and seed it which was actually very interesting. I had no clue, I guess, um, where sunflower seeds came from. I knew where they came from, but, uh, ignorant, ignorantly, I didn't know how the sunflower seed that we, you know, have as a snack was like situated on the flower. I did not know that big fat piece in the middle was the seeds. Just loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be a quick workshop, but I would teach how to seed a sunflower. Seed extraction from sunflowers. Yes. Seed extraction 101. Specifically from sunflowers, because can't help you anywhere else. No, I can do milkweeds. I know how to do that. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Some some basic seed collection horticulture class. There you go. There you go. So I will stick with counting change <laughs> and making change class for five-year-old that was the the those commercials you see master class with like you know steven spielberg as a director you know here is your instructor yeah you've got like the super famous chefs teaching exactly so yeah that'll be my master class it'll be counting money so (laughs) 
Let us know about your guys' travel. Um, we'll say if you have travel nightmares, those would be fun to hear. Mishaps, successes. Successes would be even better. And uh, what kind of class would you teach if you had to teach a class? All right. Take it easy, guys. Stay safe. Stay clean. Wash your hands. Keep it sleazy. (laughs) No, not keep it sleazy. (laughs) This has been a Getting to Know Bruce presentation. Music provided by purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com.